Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney. Oh, we'll get it sooner or later. Right, one day we'll get it. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. You're freshly back from Disney World. Another Correct. trip for you. Another trip for the another trip in the books. And this was a long one. Uh no, only there's only six nights. Six nights, that's it. Seems like you were yeah. gone like an eternity. I missed No, you. we left uh Thursday morning and returned Wednesday night. All right. Well, I missed you greatly. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy I you're back. You I know. And this was a multi-generational trip. Your uh, your parents were with yes, you. Yes. We had the parental uh, visit with us. It was walk 20 feet, stop and wait for him to catch up. Walk 20 feet, stop and wait for him to catch up. So, uh, you know, it was a different Disney experience. It was, but uh, something that you will relish. Correct. And, you yes. know, it, it made Amelia extremely happy that Grammy and Grandpa were there. Uh, and you know, the always the better part of going with your parents is they usually pay for food. Uh huh. So that's you know, <laughs> usually, yes, that's another reason why you bring your parents. Uh huh. Yeah. Good, yeah. good to know. So awesome. Well, you I'm should take you... my parents then, on your yeah. My mom's not paying for anything. No, <laughs> no. no. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. <laughs> yes, no, so... we, actually, we actually did have a lot of fun. I know I'm gonna hear it already from my mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what moms do. That's what moms do. Right. So, so, uh, so yeah. you guys, oh, go ahead. This is our, our second trip now during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, uh, our first trip being December, which the dudes, which was a joint dude trip. We actually have to finally spend a day together in a Disney park. We did. Uh, so this was our second trip, our uh, trip back. Excellent. I, I think I've been now three times, uh, August, December, and January. Uh, hoping to go again. I, I don't think the COVID restrictions are going to be lightened anytime soon. Uh, so I, I should get another trip or two in uh, in the next couple of months. Hopefully a two dudes trip, a two dudes road trip. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. We we currently have uh, May booked for our next trip, which May is our Mother's Day. Uh, large, it's 10 nights. Uh, wow. It's, yeah, and it's with the pigeons. So that's right. always, uh, an added bonus of bringing the pigeons. It's a good time. Now, yeah. do the pigeons pay for meals? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, that's our next 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 scheduled trip is May. How about awesome. you? Awesome. I uh, don't have anything on the books. Well, we have May. Yeah, we have May in the books. But uh, the week after, we're there the 22nd, I believe. So we literally miss each other again by days. By days, yeah. Um, but we'll we'll fix that at some point. So yeah. uh, when you were there this last trip, you took a uh, VIP tour. We did. We were we had a VIP tour, and uh, I thought that might be an interesting topic for the show. It's 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 something that is available, but it is kind of off the beaten path. You know, Disney Disney does a lot of backstage tour type things. Uh, Keys to the Kingdom behind the scenes road to marceline uh there's the train tours uh, a lot of them have been suspended due to the covid uh you know virus deal going on right now um but the vip tours are a little different than the behind the scenes tours they're a little more expensive um they're a little more i, I don't know I, I think you get to do a little more um, yeah there's there's different tours and obviously under normal uh not under, under the normal times, if you will, uh, there was a there's actually a list of them. And like you mentioned, there's two types of tours. There's your I guess you'd say more like your traditional tour where you're seeing things. 
and uh, a lot of backstage stuff, like you mentioned, like Wild Africa Trek or the Keys to the Kingdom or any of those, these are more designed for like getting you in on attractions and, and getting you through the parks quickly. Right. And I, so, I, I, th- I think the most important part of these tours is the fact that the phrase VIP is involved. Correct. You know, behind the seeds is going to cost me $20. I get to walk through living with the land. Um, and, you know, it's a, a 45 minute experience and you're done. Correct. The, the VIP tour, you pretty much get uh, behind the velvet rope on things. You've got your, uh, you know, it, it, it's like you're a walking fast pass almost. It really is. You know, you're um, so all the tours start out again, and there are different ones, like we mentioned earlier. There's your private VIP tour, which is the one that we took. There's your ultimate day of thrills VIP tour, which is temporarily unavailable. That gets you through uh, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios to hit the major thrill ride attractions, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Soarin', uh, Slinky Dog, Tower Terror, those. Uh, then there's, you know, the, the v- ultimate Disney classic VIP tour, which, again, temporarily unavailable because of uh, the COVID. But that, that's a four-hour tour that takes you through uh, the classic Disney attractions. There's an in, the, ultimate- in, the mag- in the Magic Kingdom. Correct. In the Magic Kingdom. Ultimate Knights of Adventure Tour, which is Animal Kingdom uh, at night. And you can experience the, the Animal Kingdom attractions at night. And then Taste of the Magic Kingdom, which is another Magic Kingdom one, obviously. Uh, but again, uh, unfortunately, due to COVID, it's, uh, you know, those are temporarily unavailable. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess first, you know, the easiest way to is how do you book one of these tours? You, uh, you could use your travel agent if you know one. True. That was your plug, Tom. Thanks. You were supposed to jump in there. Thanks. Uh, that's right. If you uh, have any interest, you can always reach out to Tony Bonasso at Main Street and More Travel or shoot a note in the Two Dudes page. And is there any more movement on on the other uh, travel agent, uh, if you know what I'm saying? There there will be soon, yes. There will be soon, yes. There will so. be very soon, yes. That's right. Um, Some, somebody may be re-entering the travel. I may come, yeah, come out of retirement. Um or, you know, you can call for reservations and, um, you know, you book your private VIP tour and it's customized with your itinerary. The, again, the VIP tour that we did, which was the private VIP tour, it's a minimum of seven hours that the tour is booked. Depending on the time of year and the day that you go, uh, it's starting price is about four fifty an hour. Maximum price is about six fifty an hour. Now, now this is the once again the amazing part of Disney is they've they've done it for their tickets, uh, tiered pricing where depending upon the time of year you go and the day you go, you know your day ticket may cost you one hundred and twenty dollars, and the following day that same ticket's going to cost you one hundred and fifty dollars. They do it for their resorts, you know your your room at Pop Century is going to cost you anywhere from one hundred and seventy five dollars to you know two hundred and eighty dollars during Christmas. And they do the same thing with the VIP tours. Um, right. You know, actually, if you look at their website, they say the prices range from four twenty-five to seven fifty per hour. Per hour, minimum seven hours, maximum ten. But so, uh, but that is the cost. That is not the per person cost. Correct. That's that, the hourly rate. That per... is the hourly rate for the tour, uh, up to ten people. Correct. And and I'll tell you, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but. Uh, you know, some of the things that I, I thought uh, something that kind of did amaze me was 
this is not including your park admissions. Right. <laughs> and that was kind of one of the things that was like mind blowing to me that for $425 an hour up to $750 an hour, you know, you have to still have your park ticket. Right. But you know, so, it's, it's really not that bad because if you can get five couples to go, and I agree 100% with what you're about to say. And you do it during the cheap season and you're paying 425 an hour. You do it for, you know, whatever the minimum hours is, 7 hours, 10 hours, whatever. You're only paying like 42 bucks a person. So, you know, you're you're doing 80 bucks a couple, but then you've got to spend $120 a piece to get into the park. So, $200 a person for a 10-hour tour is not a bad deal. Right. You know, if, 400, if you, it's four hundred twenty-five dollars a person, Tom. <laughs> oh yeah, my math is off. <laughs> but so, even so, even but so, even still, even still, you know, and it's funny you say that because I wholeheartedly agree. And after taking having the tour and and looking again, now that's that's the the you know four hundred twenty-five dollars. That's the cheapest, up to seven hundred and fifty per person. But for four hundred twenty-five bucks a person, you know, if you, if time is short and you want to experience the parks, yeah, it's not a bad gig. No, it's not. It's not. So, and it's um, not, it's not something you're going to do every trip. Correct. And I, I, it's a splurge and it's one of those, like you said earlier, if you have the right people, if you're there with the right group of friends, you know, the, the right family, Say, hey, this this could be fun. Why don't we do it? You know, why don't we get the guy in the vest to take us around on the tour? Right. And, if, um, you know, if you're a family of six and you've got, you know, a 10-year-old and a four-year-old and a couple of teenagers, might not be the most cost-effective way to do things. Correct. Although Amelia loved it. Uh, okay. You know, so we did we did have a good time. So so just some behind the scene things prior to our arrival. Um you know, if you read the ins and outs of it, it says you must have a park pass reservation. They handle that for you. We had park passes to all four parks. Uh, we set up our pickup time and our duration with our tour guide. So that morning, we started out in Animal Kingdom. And the VIP tour guide driver uh, met us at the boardwalk. His name was Patrick. He was phenomenal. If you're thinking of booking one, I highly recommend Patrick, the tour guide. Uh, so they pick us up in a van at the boardwalk. Go over the ground rules real quick, especially with COVID, you know, sign a waiver and six feet distancing, you know, masks have to be worn, all that stuff. Uh, then from there, got in the van and we drove right to Animal Kingdom to the rear entrance of Animal Kingdom, uh, which you then had to go through bag check. But that was the only time you were required to go through the bag check. So um, we did a quick bag check. And then we actually parked our the car next to where they park the safari vehicles in Kilimanjaro Safari. So nice. you're driven backstage. Uh, we wanted to go on Everest first. So Patrick drove us. We came out uh, in Harambe near the entrance to the safari, Kilimanjaro Safari. We walked over. And the first attraction we did was Expedition Everest. Now, uh, let, let me interrupt you. Uh, yep. you, know, you mentioned that you're going backstage. Yes. So I've been on a few backstage tours and some of the tours don't allow people younger than 16. Okay. Just because of the fact that, you know, backstage is just that you're, you're off stage. You might see, 
characters Something, walking around. Right. right, you might see things that you don't see when they're on stage. Um, so was there any concern with Amelia? You know, and I, and I know that you guys are Disney fans and you probably watch all the Tim Tracker videos and she's seen stuff, you know, the Utilidors and, and all that. But was there any concern with her being... You know, no, she actually thought it was stage. pretty cool because you were yeah. able to see, especially like coming up the Animal Kingdom, you're driving by the animal pens. It was mm -hmm. actually, we joked, it was like driving through Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, again, we, we went over. So now the with the VIP tour, you basically cut to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went in at uh, uh, for Kiliman, or excuse me, for Everest. You went through the single rider line, the whole party. How many? Where do you want to sit? Okay, you're on. We went through, got off. Liked it, did it again. Uh, so we did Kilimanjaro Safari twice. We we were picked up at 8 a.m., which okay. was the time that the park opened. Um, from there, we went across Animal Kingdom and did Nave River Journey and then Flight of Passage. Um, we came out of Flight of Passage. And at that point, earlier in the day, we had decided uh, with the, the people we went with, we were able to get a boarding group for rise of the resistance we were boarding group 33 which it said we should be boarding around 10 o'clock hmm, just like the club yes so we went and uh, from there we said okay we were done with animal kingdom so now patrick while we were on flight of passage had moved us moved the van to backstage at pandora because he didn't want us to walk that far this man is right up my alley, you know. All right. He looked so, at me and said, that man shouldn't walk far. <laughs> All right. So you, you've done three rides in Animal Kingdom. Four, because uh, we did uh, Everest twice. Everest twice. Total, yep. time, total time in the park? Oh, God. We were out of Animal Kingdom on our way to Hollywood Studios by 10 a.m. All right. So he picked us up at 8 a.m. Yeah. You know, and, and again, like I said, paperwork, introductions, you know, so we probably didn't hit the road till probably like 20 after 8. And then from there, on our way to Animal Kingdom through security, four rides by 10 o'clock, we were out the door. All right. Uh, we arrived shortly thereafter. We parked next to the uh, launch chute of the rock and roller coaster. So if you're familiar with, the, or with Hollywood Studios, you can see the big show building for the roller coaster. But you'll actually notice there's like a giant tube that leads you in and out, which is the launch platform. So we parked right next to it and walked out backstage again uh right by uh the the entrance to uh rock and roller coaster okay so uh again you know the rules were backstage no cameras no photos and and you know backstage there at animal kingdom or excuse me at animal kingdom we were able to see some of the animals the kilimanjaro safari vehicles at hollywood studios we just saw people's parked cars all right uh, there wasn't really anything there so from there we went over um and because we went with friends we had boarding group 33. They had a later boarding group. Uh, we went to guest services quick and our VIP guide went in, spoke the language, and they put us into the boarding group that was immediately boarded. That's so convenient. We, we went over, did Rise of the Resistance. From Rise of the Resistance, we did uh, Smuggler's Run. From Smuggler's Run, we did Slinky Dog about four times in a <laughs> row. Uh, and then Toy Story Mania. This brought us to about noonish, give or take a little. Right. Um, and at that point, so now this is one of the things. So, you know, uh, the other group we were with, they had three uh, teenage kids. We had Amelia. We had a stop for lunch. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, we mobile ordered from Rosie's All-American Grill while the other part of our group just ping-ponged between Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. They did those each twice. Okay. And then by then we had finished eating. So then we did we did Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror once. With a full stomach. Yeah, which is the only way to do it. You know, you, right. you got to be weighted down. So now was your VIP guide able to do anything with getting you food quicker? Uh, he he offered to, but because we were letting the other the group split, he went with the other half of the group. Okay. So um, he did give us water. He did give us stuff like that when we when we got off of uh, Rise of the Resistance. He you know he was standing there with some nice water for us. He did stuff like that. Due to COVID, they're not as interactive as they usually are. You know, like you'll you know the good old days, you'd see them actually pushing the strollers down Main Street. They'd go on the rides with you. None of that they're able to do because of COVID protocols. Okay. Uh, so that was a little disappointing because I, I, Patrick was a, a good guy and he was funny. I think he would have been even better if we were on rides with him. And so after uh, our brush with uh, lunch and with those rides, we debated heading over to uh, the Magic Kingdom. You know, at that point it was like one o'clock. We had them till three. And then uh, we decided to stay in Hollywood Studios just because, um, you know, we we went on Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway after that. And then we kind of figured, all right, we had a little bit of time. So we did Slinky Dog uh, easily about three more times. Okay. So when, when we added everything up, we had gone on 18 rides. Um, you know, so we, we didn't venture beyond the Hollywood Studios. So we were only able to do the two parks of Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Um, if I could do it again, I would probably have started at the Magic Kingdom. And the other thing that I think I would definitely do is I would not have the VIP tour guide meet us at the hotel. I think we wasted about a half hour of, you know, that where that could have been done at the park and we could have been riding runs. Right. Yeah. That uh, it sounds like a little bit of a, a wasted uh, half hour you yeah. had there. And, it, and I'll, again, also, I would, you know, not recommend, I would snack on the go, you know, pretzels, Mickey bars, whatever you got to eat to to keep you moving. But, you know, the fact that we sat down and ate lunch, which, as you know, what a five-year-old takes, right, half hour to 45 minutes out of your day right there. Right. And it's, you know, like you said, it's a little bit different traveling with a, with a five-year-old than it is a couple of teenagers. Correct. So, um that's that's the tough thing uh but you know you you make the best of what you have you you afforded that other the other family an opportunity to hit some rides um and and you took your needed downtime because the last thing you need is uh amelia uh you know breaking down because she's she's hungry uh, in, in an hour um so uh two parks 18 rides um seven hours thumb thumbs up thumbs up yeah you know i I, again, I mean, you know, we're, it's about Amelia and what she wants to go on and, and what she likes and the fact that, you know, that was her first Slinky Dog ride. And although, as you're aware, last trip, we got her up to the up to the loading area before she backed out. You know, this time she was actually on it. And, and once she went on it, she wanted to keep going. So we didn't want to, um, you know, ruin that. So we just right, kept well. going. 
I, I just want you to know that in December, while you guys were on the ride and we were watching Amelia, we, we walked around with her. We held her while you guys were in that uh, second launch area. Yep. And we talked to her and she promised me that she would go on next time she went. So I'm, yeah. I'm very happy that she kept her promise. Yeah, she was a big fan of the roller coasters on mm-hmm. this trip. So uh, that, that sounds like trouble in the future. It does. It does. And again, we, you know, because of the the dynamic of the group, we made the decision to start an Animal Kingdom to do Everest a couple times to, to, to go over to, you know, it, it's what you want. I don't think it's worth it in Epcot. I, I just think that Epcot is too big and there's only really three rides that you'd want, you know, Frozen, Test Track and Soren are, are pretty much the only three rides you, you're going to try to, you know, use that to get on. Well, for, I, for now. Correct. For now. Give it a couple of, you know, throw some Remy in there, throw some Guardians. I'm in. It's going to be a different story. Right. But um, I, I I would say if we did it again, if we ever did it again, I would do the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Okay. Uh, you know, just because, it, and I would probably say if I did Hollywood Studios again, I would try to leave Rise of the Resistance off. Uh, because, I, I mean, you know, take Rise of the Resistance is a 40-minute experience experience yeah. you know right. by the time you know even though uh that was the only ride that we didn't go through like a separate entrance we mm-hmm. went in the normal queue uh once we got in okay you know where the the other ones every other ride you went through the fast pass line all right so you actually had to wait in the well it's not really a queue be, uh, it, it is a queue but it, it's part of the attraction is Correct. going through the the, the the rebel base and uh you know get boarding the various ride vehicles so it's a it's a little different than just uh you know getting onto peter pan correct and um, um and again you know if you have the right group and the right group of people that are willing to to splurge on something that you normally want to do because it's once in a lifetime or uh i would say if i did it again i would probably go for the max 10 hours mm-hmm. uh, because at that point, what's another three hours. Right. You know, uh, but well, you know, $1,200. Uh, right. It's 1200. It could yeah. be, it could be, you know, $2,100. You know, let, let now, me tell, let me tell you if Cheryl was going, uh, there would be nothing more than the minimum seven, minimum hours, seven hours and it would be at the lowest possible price. Now, if it was David and Tony, it'd be the two of us. We'd be at 11 hours and just throwing hundreds at the guy. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, does does that cost include a tip, a gratuity? No, we we tipped. Uh, that mm-hmm. was that was something. So, um, you know, the the. Yeah, we tipped in addition to the cost. So. Of all the times we've recorded, this is probably one of the funniest as Tony is choking on his diet soda. That's right. I <laughs> muted myself for a second and just had a coughing fit. Um, so uh, definitely worth it. Yes. Um, would you would you would you do it again? Absolutely. Do it again. Good. I would do it again. Uh, all right. So that was that was your one day. And then did you feel like a commoner? For the remainder of the uh, well, trip. So, so, okay. So let's talk about some deep, dark Disney secrets here. Uh, I was on that VIP tour as a guest of one of my friends who belongs to a certain Disney club that you can't mention. Uh, okay. All right. So 
Uh, the next day, we were a few days later, we were guests of his at the park, which uh, if you're a guest of one of those members, then you are receive uh, a set number of instant fast passes for the day. The, All right. the So having the tour guide versus just having the ability to just go on anything. You know, the the instant fast passes, we were in the Magic Kingdom. They were great. We went on Slinky Dog a bunch of times. We, you know, I'm sorry, we went on Seven Dwarfs a bunch of times. You know, I, I liked the tour guide because you had someone there to keep you directed and to, to, to keep you kind of going. Right. So now, now were those um, entitlements, those ride entitlements, were, were they just for the day or for a specific park? Just for the, for the day. So if you guys were hopping and you went over to Correct. Epcot, we did, we actually, I would say we actually uh, hopped over to Hollywood studios and we were able to, to do, as a matter of fact, we hopped to Hollywood studios and we did Slinky Dog a bunch more times, and then we hopped to Epcot and did Test Track a bunch of times. Okay. So, uh, you know, we were we we were able to to burn through them pretty quickly. Nice. And, and uh, I'm I'm assuming that you can't use it on any ride that requires a virtual queue. Correct. We could not. Okay. Um, we did have lunch at that at, in the club. Okay. Uh, which you know, for those of you who don't know where it is, uh, come over the bridge in Adventureland and look right, and you'll see the the locked door that requires you to magic band in and uh, you know give your secret handshake and go from there. Uh, the club is really neat. It's um, it's small. It's not as big, I think, as as people think. A lot of people think it's it's very large. It's a very small, very quaint. Uh, the Magic Kingdom Club is set up with a, I guess you, I don't want to say nautical. I'd say more of like a boat theme mm-hmm. uh, where there's, there's four areas of the club. And, you know, one is like pirates of the Caribbean themed. One is the swan boat themed. Okay. And one is 20,000 leagues into the, the sea themed. And the other one's kind of like jungle cruise themed. So it's, okay. it's very boat themed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the decor inside is incredible. It's like going to a mini Disney museum. Cool. You know, the the uh, the artistry, the, the the pictures on the walls are a lot of like concept art for the attractions or, you know, the movies, things like that. One's obviously, like I said, Pirates of the Caribbean, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, and there's a limited menu, uh, you know, s- some I- I'd say like light plates, maybe apps would probably be a best way of saying it. Um, now is that because of covid or that because a lot know. of the rest yeah a lot of the restaurants in disney world have modified their menu uh to a specific set of covid offerings you know they've been pared down um that i do not i'm know. wondering if that and that'd be interesting that, that would be a good question yes. um, um not that i'm going to get there anytime soon we did have a tour guide one of the uh the ladies working there actually gave us a tour um of the the club that day and very knowledgeable you know uh very good with what each room was what it represented what the original artistry was uh and you know the jungle cruise room she was throwing lame jungle cruise jokes out like they were going out of style nice so uh that yeah you know it was definitely uh one other really nice thing about the club is that there's actually like an exterior balcony so you're actually able to watch the parades on main street and the fireworks if they had them right um you know from the club oh, that's nice so how, and how, that's how big was the balcony area could were you uh, not very i maybe about six or eight tables but that was uh-huh. you know, nowadays with covid they were set up right so i'm sure they could be spread out a little or you could be crammed in a little more 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as we know, the, the, the myths and legends of the club, there's one at each theme park. Uh, you know, that, that there's one in the Magic Kingdom, one at Hollywood Studios, one at Epcot, and one at uh, Animal Kingdom. You know, so it, it was definitely one of the more unique uh, parts of the trip. And, and to be able to go in there and to be able to just see it was, was really amazing. And I, I thank my friend who I won't name or who uh, got us the access. Who So it, it is a, a definitely a different side of Disney that even we as veterans are, uh, are not able to see. Right, right. I, I'm thinking a two dudes and friend trip. Uh, could be, uh, <laughs> it could be, uh... could be in the cards. <laughs> so excellent. Sounds like you guys had a great time. We did, you know, and even with the COVID restrictions, uh, some of the things I found very like interesting, um, they, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I, I was getting I, work, work related stuff. Sorry. I thought you might've just had a small stroke. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, you know, the COVID it's, it's funny cause we stayed at the boardwalk and at 10 o'clock at night, the boardwalk shuts down. I mean, it, it's, it's almost creepy. Mm-hmm. to to be out there you know uh because grammy and papa came one night amelia stayed at their room so katie and i went outside because they were testing fireworks over epcot right uh you know there wasn't really a show per se um more just uh you know single fireworks firing off here and, mm-hmm. there. and well they're, so, they're test they're testing the new barges yeah, you know so um, but we went outside, you know, 10 o'clock at night, the boardwalk is dead. It's a ghost town. Yeah. That's, and, that's the tough thing about trips right now is, you know, you look at a park like the magic kingdom where most nights it's, it's set to close at 6 PM yeah. and they, and they do modify the hours a little bit just before like a two week window prior to those dates, you know, maybe they'll move it to eight o'clock, but even so to close the parks, it's, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock, you go back to your resort, your resort is, your resort is dead. You know, none of the restaurants, you know, are, are really up and running. Uh, you've got the pool, uh, but, you know, you're there in in January, February. Is it warm enough to swim? You know, are you going to be there with a five year old? The answer it's to that always, question is it's always warm. It's enough. always warm enough. Thanks to David's blue lips. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 rough. And the boardwalk is usually you know, we stayed there. God, that was Isabel's first trip when she was six months old. And that was, you know, almost 19 years ago. Uh, but, you know, we would go out to our little balcony there and we would, you know, there were boardwalk performers. There were games of chance. There was it was lively. Right. You know, people... The only thing open uh, on the boardwalk is the, the screen door and the thimble, the gift shop, mm-hmm. uh, the abracadabra bar, the pizza window and the bakery. OK. And then. The last day we were there, Big River Grill reopened. Right, right. I heard about that. Now, were um, you guys there for the flood? We were there for the flood, but fortunately, it was not. We were not in that wing of the building. Okay. Uh, for those so, who don't know, uh, there was a, a water incident inside the Boardwalk uh, DVC property that left about what six inches of standing water. Yeah, that affected about twenty-five rooms. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know. And it's funny because, you know, you woke up in the morning and you went on social media and it was all over the place. You know, every every Disney site, major water problem. And I'm like, we were here and had no idea. Right. You know, <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know, if you're if you go to the boardwalk, if you're if you're in the lagoon looking at the boardwalk and on the right side of the hotel, you see the big marquee that says the boardwalk. 
that's the DVC side. The left side of the hotel over the bakery, if you will, again, looking from the boardwalk, that's the, the, the regular hotel side, if you will. Right. That is, that is the boardwalk in. Correct. Oh, and which, that is still closed. Right. Only the vacation club side is open. Now, so you, were you guys able to enjoy the Keister Coaster without the clown face? We were. And uh, again, you know, Amelia, big fan of the Keister Coaster. Uh, I can't even tell you how many times she went down it uh, all hours of the day and night. So mm-hmm. it was very, uh, you know, very interesting for that. Uh, the, the Keister Coaster is their water slide at the pool. And uh, did dude number two go down the Keister Coaster Mul- at all? Multiple times also. Excellent. So Excellent. Uh, is know, there yeah. any video of that perhaps? There's, I don't think there is. I mean, there might be. Uh, I'll have to check with uh, my parents or Katie. They were the ones, uh, you know, they they were the ones watching while Millie and I were, while I was in the pool becoming hypothermic. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, and another thing, too, Tone, that's out there right now that I don't see a lot of people talking about, and it's probably one of the biggest tips I can give anybody going to Disney right now, is that the theme parks are opening about 45 minutes uh, prior to the posted opening time. You know, I've been uh, setting up some trips for guests, uh, and, and they're, you know, people are starting to travel again. Yep. And uh, I've been telling them that I'm like, you know, if the posted opening time is nine o'clock, show up to the park at eight. Yeah. You know, by the time you park your car and get to the front gates, they're probably letting you in. So, again, staying at the boardwalk, we walked over to the Hollywood Studios and the posted opening time is 9 a.m. We were in the park on rides by probably 820. The, yep. the three days that we went to Hollywood Studios, and and um, that was that was the same case when when we were there the correct. same day you guys were. You guys walked over, and you know I think it was quarter to nine, and you're like, "Hey, we're on, we're in line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway yes. Railway already." You we know, hadn't even left our resort. We uh, one of the days we hit it timing just right. We actually had done Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway, the uh, Star Tours, and the Millennium Falcon ride before nine a.m. So we had three rides out of the way by the time the park opened. And when we went into uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we walked, like, you know, you say, oh, we walked right on the ride. We actually did walk right on the ride. We didn't stop once in the queue. We got stopped by the lady to ask us how many and and put right on the ride. Nice. So, you know, yeah, always, so that, that, always, that. always good. And I think that's one of the biggest tips you can give anybody right now. Right. Uh, the On the other end of that spectrum, for those of you who like the parks at night, they're not in a, in a terribly like the old days, the park used to close and they used to line up and kick everybody out. You know, uh, we had dining reservations at sci-fi at seven forty-five one night and the park closed at seven. Right. And that's the same case for uh, like Savi's. Uh, if, if you want to build a lightsaber right. or, or like, do a droid factory, they're taking reservations up to almost like eight o'clock. Which, yes. And that's a, you know, that's a 20 minute experience, 30 minute experience, which means you're not getting out of the park till eight 30 an hour and a half after it closed. Right. Which one, one thing was actually neat. We, we had a late day one day we didn't really eat. So we stopped as the Katasori grill. I always say it wrong in Japan. What's the name of the, quick service in japan um yes yeah katasori is that how you say it uh probably yeah that's where you like to go for your chicken teriyaki correct for my chicken teriyaki so we ate there and the park closed so we ordered our food about 10 of 8 park closed at 8 by the time we finished eating it was about quarter to nine so we came out and you know anyone familiar with epcot we're at the boardwalk you walk morocco france over the bridge into 
England and you go out of the park. So Katie and I actually said, you know what, let's go the other way. Let's take the long way out. It was nice night at that point. So we did. We took the long way out and we went around. And I'll tell you, it was the final night of the Festival of the Arts. And uh, on the way out, we actually stopped in the at the end of the uh, Future World and World Showcase Me at the giant Festival of the Arts, you know, billboard with the rainbow things and all that. Left the park at probably by then around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Woke up the next morning and came into the park at opening. Every hint of the Festival of the Arts was gone, and the majority of it was already switched over to Flower and Garden. Amazing! It, how it just, they it's so neat. Like I, I just want to know, like, what do they, do they do? They just have a guy with a clipboard that goes around and writes down, like, okay, this got to come down. You know, every kiosk that was set up for food, the the Festival of the Arts sign was off, and the coming soon Flower and Garden Festival sign was up. Yeah, it's it's a well-oiled Disney machine. Oh yeah, so. But those are two things, you know, go early and stay late, mm-hmm. I would say. All right. And it is the Katsura Grill. Katsura, yeah. Yes. So my, uh, my new favorite thing is is I've gotten addicted to high chews. Okay. Which are a Japanese, Japanese candy. Japanese candy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, my cousin Katie and cousin Billy had, uh, got me addicted to it. And, um, you know, so, that. So you go into store Mitsukoshi and, yes. and buy like buy what, $70 worth of high chews. Yeah. But then I found out you can get them here at Target. So <laughs> it you know, loses its appeal. Some. It loses its appeal, but I still like them. So, but you, you can't get the seaweed uh, flavored Kit Kats. Uh, no at target. No, you can, can only get those here. at Mitsukoshi. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was our trip review, I guess, Tom. Excellent. And your VIP tour review, which VIP is tour review. Fun. Yep. Well, that's good. Um, you know, there, there is a lot of stuff going on outside of your trips and, and my trips. Uh, and the big news that is, is out right now is, um, a Touch of Disney is going to be debuting uh, very soon out at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, that is going to begin March 18th. Uh, are you excited for this? Uh, does it give I you am, some you hope? Know I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of California uh, Adventure Disneyland itself. Yep. So I really do think it is, uh, you know, it is a good sign. And I think that Disneyland is going to be open sooner than we think. Uh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. But, uh, you know, in, in light of the, the fact that Disneyland is not open, uh, they have opened up this this festival. Um, usually this is the time of year that California Adventure would be having the Disneyland uh, Food and Wine Festival. Uh, so this is a little bit scaled down version of this, but it's uh, going to be their uh, world famous food and beverages from around the resort. So if you enjoy going to the Blue Bayou and getting the Monte Cristo sandwich, uh, you can actually get that in a um, light style, you know, small bite snack size uh, at the Touch of Disney over in California Adventure. So they're they're taking some of the staples uh, and bringing them into this festival, which is a nice opportunity. Uh, this festival is going to begin March 18th um, and uh, it's going to cost $75 a person, which uh, I don't think is a exorbitant amount uh, because they're going to give you a $25 food credit. Uh, it also covers your parking and it covers a photo pass for photos that are done during the event. Um, this event is going to run, I believe, Thursday through Sunday, uh, Thursday through Mondays from noon until eight. Um, and uh, tickets go on sale March 4th um, uh, through Disneyland.com. So this is big news. 
Um, you know, they're opening up Pixar Pier, they're opening up Cars Land. Um, the rides are not going to be open, uh, but it's great that you can be in those parks, you know, to hear the sounds, to get the scents, the smells, the, the, exp the park experience. Uh, I think it kind of gives you hope. Uh, and, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's one step closer to opening. Right. And that's where we're, you know, we're hoping to get to, and mm -hmm. I'm very excited that, uh, you know, again, I, I, the people out there, they're used to their park being right there, being open, being able to just walk in. And, uh, I think that they're, they're going to see it open sooner than later. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this has been a long time coming because Disney, uh, land will have been closed for exactly one year by the time, uh, by the time this festival starts. Yeah. So uh, good news for them. Uh, any other uh, thoughts on what's going on in the world of Disney? No, uh, you know, we're we're coming up this week on the, the finale of the man of, of the Mandalorian whew, of WandaVision. Uh, and, and actually, you want to know what's on? So uh, obviously we got home from vacation. It's been a very relaxing weekend here at the Leonard House. Uh, and I don't know how Amelia found the secrets of Sulphur Springs on Disney Plus. Okay. And it is a, uh, so far a single season. Uh, it's, I think it's a nine or 10 episode uh, about a haunted ho uh, hotel in Sulphur Springs, Louisiana. And I got to tell you, uh, we binge watch. I think it might be Amelia's first binge watch. Mm -hmm. uh, there's only five episodes out on Disney plus right now. So we binge watched all five episodes and it was very good. And I actually saw that there's a uh, Sulphur Springs photo op now available in disney springs yes limited time engagement yeah so uh that that was you know you know we keep laughing katie and i like we, i can't believe we're watching a, we got binge watched the disney channel show but uh it was pretty good good very enjoyable i'm i really want to know what happens to little savannah so hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll find out all right and so is that show geared towards kids or is it like yeah a teen type uh, of thing? like Go goonish type adventure okay you know all right so appropriate for a five-year-old Oh, absolutely. You know? And enjoyed by a 39-year-old. We'll, we'll, uh, yes. we'll call you 39. Katie enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, WandaVision wraps up this week. Uh, then we've got two weeks until the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which uh, I'm pretty pumped for. And, and um, what's the, there's, there's a movie coming out this week. Uh, the Dragon movie. Right. Oh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Raya and the Last Dragon. March, yeah. March 5th. March 5th. Amelia's looking forward to that. So, so it's uh, supposed to be in the theaters. We haven't found it yet at Cinemark because I okay. want to see it on the big screen. Yeah, let me know. But Two, uh, dudes, two dudes, one movie. That's right. It, it yeah. is available or will be available on Disney Plus under their Premier Access program. I believe it's $29.99. Uh, not as expensive as Milan. Right. Uh, but it is an additional cost. Uh but once you purchase it, you have access to it on Disney Plus uh, forever. So uh, check it out. All right. All right. Sounds anybody, good. Uh, anybody got anything else? <laughs> no, I, I think that wraps it up. Okay. Awesome. So until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And we're, and we're two, two dudes, dudes talking, talking Disney. Disney.